Gabi Martinelli He comes from São Paulo and he plays for the Arsenal. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Hello and welcome back to From Dole Square to Where. This is the ninth edition of a <laughs> Super Sunday Q&A uh, with me and Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. As I said, as I said uh, before we went live, new season's finally arrived. We won. We upset We upset the broadcasters. We won a game. Away from home. <laughs> under the lights. Com- well, like I say, comfortably. We'll get into it, but it technically kind of was. It was just we made it look hard work. <laughs> yeah, we did. In, well, in some cases, I, I I think we're going to look back on that win and realise what a great win that was as the season progresses, as they keep turning over big you know big teams at at Salas Park because that <laughs> they are a very very good side. So. Um, what Vieira's done in under, just over 12 months now, when you compared what they were under Roy Hodgson, it's fantastic. Nothing yeah. beyond that. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. I think we're going to look back on it and think, wow, that was a really good win. Because uh, yeah, we had to hold on, for, not hold on as such, but we were under the cosh for a while. But mm. that's going to be expected by them at home um, with their crowd, uh, with the good team that they've got under Vieira now. So I think uh, we did... Really, really well. It was a great away mm. performance, really, in lots of ways. But what really pissed me off was the just he doesn't even try and hide it anymore. The biased commentary by Martin Tyler and so on. Yeah. And I texted out at the time, tweeted out rather at the time. He, he, we were attacking. We were one nil up, and it was during our really good sort of first half hour of the game, and. Um, Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't then It because it was later on because they, they were just about to make a substitution, but we were attacking at that point. We were one nil up. And um, he was talking about the sub that was just about to come on. I can't remember who it was. It might, um, Marteta or what his name is. Maybe, yeah, maybe one of them. But he said, well, he's just about ready to come on. Um, hopefully, it will still be one nil when he gets on. And I'll stick it. I'm saying Honestly, I'm just thinking he's not even trying to hide it anymore, Martin. No, it's an absolute twat. So when, when people that are listening, listening to this back or watching this now or watching this back later, when we when the fixtures came out and it was straight away, the second the fixtures came out, they had already, they had always decided who was on who's going to kick the season off, who's going to be over the opening weekend. The fact yeah. that it was a Friday, we, we it, was, it was decided that Arsenal away uh, to Palace. Sirhurst Park, under the lights, was going to be perfect for Sky because they wanted a repeat of last year. Yeah, as you say, it's so obvious. It, it goes to it goes to make the point of when we're saying things that that they want, what they want with what we've just said, they want us to lose, they want us to fail, to have that big clickbaity headline over the weekend and dig us out all weekend, all that to match day two. It's genuine. They do want that. They're not hiding it anymore, as you say. I mean, no. before the game even kicked off, before we even went live on my channel for the, the night for the watch along, I was watching a build up, 
Gary Neville and Jeremy Coger outside talking to Crystal Palace fans. Yeah, yeah I know. Still got the Arsenal fan. <laughs> I, know, I know Crystal Palace is the home team, but come on, you can find you can surely you can find a few Arsenal fans get their thoughts and things as well. Yeah, no. no, no, they, it was just that particular moment because there was loads of other moments in the in the uh, commentary. But when he said, "Hopefully, it will still be one 0 when they when he gets on," mm. it just I just thought, "Oh, come on, man!" You know, this well, is just it, absolutely it, ridiculous now. Was it Martin Tyler? Was it Martin Tyler? Was in general, the officiate, not officiating the commentator? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he might as well have been doing the officiating. He's made comments, stupid comments this week, hasn't he, about Hillsborough? So he's, I think. He's got, yeah, there's a recording. Got, there's a recording of an interview he's, that he'd done a while ago. It's come out. It's leaked out this week. Or it's resurfaced. One of the two. And basically, he's referring to the Hillsborough. Hillsborough. Mm. And um, the gist of it is, is basically the gist of the, the thing, the clip that went out was basically he even he refers to Hillsborough as hooliganism. Hooliganism. And it was a stand oh, to hooligans, basically. Who the good football, this, that, and the other. It's come a long way. This, that, the gist of the uh, fo- football in the whole in the country has come a long way. When you look back to Hillsborough and other incidences, like other, other incidences of hooliganism, sorry, and it just stops there. And he's like, seriously? And he, yeah. He's, he's, it's just like, okay, cool. So there's people calling for these out already on social, on, the, on the socials. Well, I, do you know what I mean? I, not just because of that, but I just think it's time to put him out to grass anyway. To be honest with you, he's just he's losing his mind, wasn't he? But this, this is the thing. This thing of Sky is they've got no one lined up to replace him full time because mm. the, the others they have the, the, the other ones that do do the that are the main commentators of other games over the weekend. They're, not, they're, they're just a dead dead crap. Yeah, well, surely there must be someone they can bring in. You watch it, fucking Jeremy Cogan, fucking Neville in charge. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, just going back onto the actual football itself mm. as well, and I put another thing I put out on Twitter. I said, I'm obviously not getting carried away, but Saliba is clearly the best defender that's ever lived or will walk the face of the earth. But I mean, it's. Yeah, but uh, do you know what really reminded me of his his debut for Arsenal in the Premier League? Mm. Reminded me of a certain other person's debut. Can you think who it was? Not the same position or anything like that. But no, I'm trying to think recent wise. Uh, what Premier League? You're talking about Premier League, aren't you? Not just talking about debut in general. Yeah, not. Uh, Alexis. No. Bit before his time. Bit before what? Oh, this century or the last century? As in, because it was in early, late nineties or late nineties. Okay, it helps. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Uh, there was a particularly stunning debut for someone. Oh, bloody hell, this is a... late nineties. Anelka. Nope. Uh, can't think. Can't think. One last, one last guess. Is it even? Is it a te- what, what part of the, of the pitch are they playing in? The midfield. midfield. Midfield, yeah. Someone's got it. Don't look at the don't look at the comments, okay, but okay, someone's, okay, got okay, someone's got it. Okay. Someone's got it. Nineties, yeah, definitely nineties. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be French by any chance, would he? Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, I just saw you flick, flick your eyes to the screen. No, it doesn't matter. I'm literally looking at my window. Yeah. 
Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, a, a, certain, a certain Patrick Vieira. <laughs> he's, um, he, I remember his debut being just think everyone thinking, you know, wow, what a player we've got here. Um, just not, I mean, can't say they weren't really expecting it from Saliba. In some ways we were because of the season he had yesterday. But, um, I said the season he had yesterday. The season he had last season, sorry. But and, the season, and, the season he, before, and the season before. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, wow, I mean, you can't get much of a better, you know, debut for Arsenal, really, can you? Than what he produced at the weekend. I think he's just, I think his best quality is almost his calmness, you know, mm. overall. Because, I mean, obviously he's a fantastic footballer, a brilliant defender. But I know it's early days, clearly, but they, it was a tough test. It's a tough oh, yeah. test. I mean, they're not the best players in the world, Mateta and and the strikers they've yeah, got so up front, got, but they they, got, they really battle. Yeah, you've got to think. He, in, terms of, in terms of starting level, you had like Eze, Zaha, um, Jordan Ayew, and I can't remember that front now. Edward. Edward. All, yeah. all different... All, different types of attackers in their own way, but they all have pace, they have a bit of physicality about them. They all have a different different traits that could cause us problems. But he just seemed to deal with it. Like again, we, I know it's pre, the last uh, Sevilla game was a pre-season game, but we saw Saliba for the first time in person. Because all we watched him over, over the pre-season, but in person, you've seen a lot more of him. And as you say, he's so calm at the report defeat. He, 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 at that Sevilla game, go back to the week before, you, there's a one point in the, I think now, first yeah, first half, he had three Sevilla players around him, ball to feet, and he got out of, yeah. got out of it. It, was it wasn't like he had a massive space to get out of it. It literally on top of him. Yeah, he, no, it's he, brilliant. He, he, he bought, his ball control is fantastic. His calmness is fantastic. He's a unit as well. People don't people tend to forget this. And think Another rival fans think we're just deluded by overhyping him, as they say. But he's from day one. He's always been a big, strong defender. But it, yeah. sending him out alone, since obviously he's at Etienne and then obviously Nice for six months and then Marseille, has done enough nothing but wonders because he's come back, getting all. Like he said when he first when he first signed for us, he wanted to get the mistakes out of his system and build his, mould his uh, trade and basically perfect it so he can come back. And not have and not have any sort of instant mistakes in him where it could cost us points. He wanted to come back the complete player. What's he twenty? Again, he's twenty one, twenty two. He said he literally just. Well, I say just. I think I listened to a podcast earlier and they said he was twenty one in yeah. March. So he's he's you know he's still only you know. With, well, uh, well, within his 20, 21st year, can you imagine what it's going to be like in two, three, four years' time? It's just going to be unbelievable. Hmm. But uh, yes, he he's got, get, he's, he's, exactly. He's going to get get better. He can only he he can only get better. But he's so going he's, to have bigger tests coming up, isn't he? Obviously oh, yeah, this he season. But that's why I love his the, the major quality I mentioned earlier. His his calmness on the ball that will help him so much in the Premier League, regardless of who he comes up against. He's going to come up against better players than he came up against, against Palace. But they are strong. They are strong players, big units mm. themselves. And yeah, they've got a bit of pace of them as well. And if, 
that, I guess yeah. they, all, they, all, they have all different individual traits that could cause him problems, and he dealt with it all. And another mm. thing I noticed as well, not just on Friday, but the week before, in person, his his, his awareness of about of his his entire surroundings, not just the opponent, but his teammates. If he if he notices someone's out of position or, or could potentially be caught out, he's on it. He covers him. He makes it look effortless. He makes he, he's playing again. I don't again come across overhyping him, but he is playing like a seasoned pro defender. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I want to be twenty four hours later. Van Dyke done a done something that Saliba would be expected to do, but we'll get onto that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, it was a great, great performance from him. There was a number of good play, uh, performances. I think everyone did a good job, actually, at the weekend. I can't think of anyone that actually let the team down at all. Um, we're going to have... I mean, Ramsdale kept us in the game with two amazing saves, I think. Mm. But um, there was that error where he um, kicked the ball against and someone closing him down. It was too close mm. to him. But that, that, for me, is... It's, it's going to happen in the with the way that he is asked to play in this team as well by playing it out. It's it's not something that we all any any one of us enjoy seeing <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. But I think because we're we're Arsenal fans, and we've got our own our own eyes on our own Arsenal players more than anything, and we're talking about them all the time. I bet if you ask the Liverpool fans and Man City fans. They will say, say the same thing happens to their goalkeeper a lot. I don't watch them week in, week out, but I'm sure that they make sort of similar errors when they're passing out from the back from time to time as well. So um, it was a bit of a concern, but then, you know, he goes and pulls off two, two great saves. So, um, yeah, it was. I think it was a really, really good away performance. We were under the cosh for a while, but we, we handled it. Apart from those two saves that Ramsdale made, I can't remember any other real chances that they carved out, Crystal Palace. I don't know about you, but I think that they were the two main ones. I can't hear you, Ryan. You're on mute. Sorry, sorry. I was, going to say, I was just saying, literally, um, even after my stream, basically, I, I went back and watched the game throughout again the whole 90 minutes. And I've got to say, like you say, it's it wasn't as bad as people made out to be. In terms of, when I say as bad, I mean in the sense of people think, "No, we're we're shit. We fell off the cliff." Yeah, we we started off well. We were we were that was a, the, the first half hour, thirty five minutes of that game. The first half, anyway, was the best I've seen of Arsenal in a long time in terms of since or even better. I'll say even better start than the Man City game on New Year's Day. Um, Jesus was a was a was a nuisance to their defence, but we knew. I think the players knew, Arteta knew, the, all, and the coaches individually. They all we all knew as a whole that it's a, we're away from home. But at some point, they Vieira as a manager as well. Look what he's done in the last twelve months. At some point, they will go into this game, and they are going to have a period of the game where they're going to have all the ball. Is that it's how we dealt with it. In, the, in that time frame. And we, for me, look, again, watching it back, we did pretty well, actually. You think about it, what, as you say, two chances they had, clear cut. One near mm. the end of the first half, which uh, Jacker put off the uh, Edward. I think it was Edward, anyway. 
and then that was it one was it one major chance in the second half that I can remember. Apart from that, they didn't really create anything to cause us any problems as a whole. And Ben White, again, we haven't mentioned him yet, but Ben White playing on the right back against Zaha for the entire 90 minutes. So there's a few times where he sort of stepped, uh, how can I put it? He looked a bit out of sorts, like he looked a bit like he needed to take a, bit, to take a bit of a deep breath and go again. But as a whole, I think he dealt with Zaha even perfectly. He frustrated the head out of Zaha. He's not, he's not, as you say, a natural right back. He's a, he's played there before, don't get me wrong, but he's not natural, is he? He's, especially at Arsenal, he's played predominantly centre back. And I think, it, and I think it's, I think it's confidence, confidence wise, while we've got Tommy Asu out as well, even if we have Tommy Asu back, it's confidence wise of Ben White knowing that he's, how he performed on Friday night, and hopefully it continues on to this. Leicester, I don't know how long Tommy Asher's going to be out for. The Leicesters, the Bournemouths of this world, and just take it game by game. Don't overthink mm. it, don't overdo it, and you'll be fine. Zenchenko as well. Started off well, had a bit of dip near the end before he came off, but again, another fantastic debut. Another, what more can you ask for? Sudden performance, got an assist, <laughs> the best assist in the world, all the space in the world, donked it back to Martinelli. What more can you ask for from a defender? <laughs> I don't know. It's great, um, yeah. Really, really good. No, yeah, my only frustration was, as a whole, was Odegaard. I mean, Odegaard, in terms of the chance, I think we all know what I mean. The chance where Zayzus passes it to him on the plate, and all he, has to, all he has to do is hit it first time at goal, and there's a chance it goes in 2 0. And I said during my stream, it, it was like, because we talked back about it, it was like literally watching Ozil in terms of. Ball will come to him. He'll be in the goal scoring up the best position ever to score, but he won't. Instead of going for the goal, he'll think, "No, I'll pass it off to someone else." I don't, I don't want. I want him to be greedy. I want him to. And we've seen he, it. Because he can do it. We've seen it last year, and he scored my favourite goal pre-season. Like I said to you before, yeah. as well with his that touch was amazing. But he should have hit that. The one I'm, if I'm thinking right, is the one where he should have hit it with his right foot, um, mm. straight away. But um, I've got so I've just got some um, comments coming in. I've noticed in the chat since uh, yeah. In terms of Victoria's question about the shirt t-shirts, I'm on it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've um, I've started a few of those, so I'm going to come on to those. But ask uh, Ryan, ask brothers Ryan, the other Ryan, as we always say, right? Yeah, Thanks for joining us. You've put a um, note in saying, "Have we seen your yeah, question in the chat?" Now, Ryan, my my question is: Can I play them out? Can I play those voice chats out, Ryan? And actually, so you're asking the question yourself, or should I avoid them because I haven't listened to them yet? So, will I get taken off air if I play your voice notes out, mate? So, just put me on mute and I'll check for you. <laughs> yeah, okay, go go and do that then. That'd be good. Um. Just say a few hellos before we sort of um, crack on with the questions. Um, so yeah, I'm just scrolling up. Come on. So yeah, hello to Richard. Hello, for your, thanks for your comments. Hello to Victoria, and hello to Ryan, as I mentioned. Hello to Shane. Hello to Russ. It's great to see you all here. Tavera has scored an absolute banger apparently today, which I haven't seen yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Very no, I'm just happy to say as well. For Nice. And Rand 
scored his first touch, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and Victoria's put a note there saying, shout out to Aaron Ramsey, who scored in his debut at Nice with his first touch. Brilliant. Um, and she met Saliba um, when he signed for Arsenal. I remember when he was sitting in the crowd at Watford away. It, yeah, I remember that now, yeah. That's kind of so <laughs> weird watching that. It seemed the game was panned to the ground and Saliba was sitting there. And the fans are not clocked on. Yeah, that's right. I remember. <laughs> and Colonel said it's going to be hot again next week, apparently. Can't stand it now. Don't say that, Colonel. It'll be gone before we know it. And I want it to carry on for the week after that because I'm away on holiday that week. So just telling you now, there won't be any podcast from me the week after next because I'm going away for a well-earned break. But I want that hot heat wave to extend from next week just to cover that week and I'll be happy. Um, so, yeah, let's go on to some of the questions. Sorry, did you say you listened to those questions, mate? It's, an, it's, an, it's, one, it's one question, one voice. It's, it's Arsenal-related. Great. So it's That's okay. Fine. It's all okay. First one or the second one? Can I... Is it uh, the first the one, just, the, the first one is just air sound. The oh, second okay. one... So, yeah, second <laughs> one is... <laughs> Thank you for that. I won't talk about that. All right, I'm going to play it then, Ryan, if you're listening, if you're still in the chat. One second. Hey, guys, hope it's not too late for a question. Uh, question is, what's going on with Norton Cuffey? Uh, we haven't really heard anything about him as far as a loan, which is something that I think he needs to get. Um, the U21s is not enough for him. And now that Ben White is playing right back for us, uh, you have Ben White, Cedric, Tomiyasu. So where do you guys think is the best fit for him as far as a loan move? Or do we think he's going to leapfrog Cedric that Tommy Oster's injured? Love to know what you guys think. Thank you. Great question. Thank you for that, Ryan. Yeah, it's, it's gone really quiet regarding him and, and loans. I, I, I cannot mm. believe that we're not going to send him out on loan, personally. I, I don't think that the under-21s... Yeah. Oh, I, well, I think we're just looking for the right, the right fit now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and when um, Charlie Patino got left out of the American tour, we were all really sort of weirded out a bit by that as well, weren't we? We weren't expecting yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes to Blackpool. And did you they see... They love him already. They love him already. No, did you see that video of all the Blackpool fans singing his yeah. name? Yeah. That, like, <laughs> Shivers now was fine, can you imagine? And I saw a couple of tweets saying, right, 20 minutes of Charlie Patino, and I already know this guy's a legend. Um, from a Blackpool fan, and it's just great to hear. I mean, I'm really, really buzzing for it, and I hope it goes well. I hope it goes through the season injury-free and really gets a good good season under his belt. But I think a, a loan is very much on the cards for him. I can't see him playing for the under-21s this year. I think he's well below him now. Um, so we have to you, wait and see. Not, yeah, sorry, do you... Do you slightly referred to the documentary first three episodes of documentary. Do you think this loan for Charlie is going to be pretty similar to how what the, the Smith Rose loan was to Huddersfield in Arteta's mind? It's not for him. It yeah. won't be just about the football, the, the yeah, football you're playing. It's about what you're, how, what sort of character, and how how you're developing as a character over the season within the change. Yeah, I, very much so. I, I I don't think there's any doubt in his ability. Mm. He's grown a lot as well. You see, we all saw the photos in pre-season. Um, he looks a, a much bigger, stronger than he used to. Um, that was always my main worry, but with him, that you know, 
he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. So I think it's all about gaining strength, getting the rhythm of playing against men week in, week out. And yeah, I very much think that's the case, mate. Well, like there seems to be a trend of our players, though. They come, they, they come through. They look like sticks. Rigadazzi started it off. Looked like a stick. Come, yeah. come June, he's a, he started building up. Last, mm. uh, last June, last year, Charlie, you just said, he's now built up. So, who, out, out of interest, is anyone that's just a stick that's a breakthrough in our team that's a build, build up like a brick house by June? Um, <laughs> Rabbi Oviera. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see him all of a sudden. He'll come out like a rippling. <laughs> he'll make his debut like a rippling Hulk. He'll <laughs> be a mini. He'll be a mini Akinfenwa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're feeding him down at our canteen, but he's, he's doing them good. Um, mm. Yeah, no. I mean, Morton Cuffey, He's already built like a brickshire house. Anyway, mm. he's, he's a proper unit. Um, so I've got no worries about him there. But yeah, I think it'll just be announced all of a sudden, Ryan. That's what I think. Yeah. That all of a sudden the right loan will come out somewhere. Yeah. And we'll I think it'll be now, near the end it. of the window as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for that, mate. Uh, I'm going to go on to another question. Um, you've already answered the first one. Do you think we should get if that was Jack a t shirts printed? I'm I think it. that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've mentioned yeah. it, Vic. I'm on it. Don't worry. And you'll, you'll be the first to get one. <laughs> great idea and she's also added an extra one which I I was absolutely fuming in the game on Friday is Xhaka a marked man now yeah it's, like, it's, going it's almost becoming a parody isn't it really is it, it, let's be honest it's a bit of a parody now when he got booked for diving you know I think, I think it was a bit harsh anyway because it, there was plenty, enough contact for yeah. most people go down that don't get booked so that was a very much if that was a Xhaka moment because it happened but then it goes you know you get Eze doing exactly the same thing and they go and, and he just had a quick word with him no card mm. yeah. I mean, what, it, it's just it really is embarrassing now he's purely got a, a stamp marked on his head like a tattoo that he I am granite Xhaka book me yeah. you know because I mean, it's just so We've seen over the weekend as well, not just in Premier League, we'll, get, we'll touch on the other games in Premier League, but in the Championship, there was a game in the Championship, Max Ahrens got 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 a challenge where the the, the opposing players literally are studs up, full studs into his shin pad, and it's so aggressive and made contact. No card was given, by the way, but he's out to the game, took his shin pad off, and there's a massive gash down that hole with his lower leg. But... It, no, no booking, no red card, no respective action. He's had to go off injured. Mm. There's a massive gash in his leg, bleeding out, even at full time. Yeah. We, um, if, in terms of Premier League, yesterday, t- them locked down the road at home to Southampton. Uh, was it, I can't remember who it was now. Was it, I can't remember if it was dying now. It might have been dying or some, some of that ilk. Or it might have been Hoiberg. Oh, no, it's Romero. Disgraceful challenge. A red card at any other game. Was Romero. it Romero? That's it, Romero, yeah. sorry. Disgraceful change. Any other player for any other team would be sent off. What? Yeah. The fact it goes to VAR as well nowadays, and they saw that they see that back and go, "No, it's all good." And then today we've seen Tommy mm. almost take us literally need to take someone's foot off. I know. Got a booking. The, ref, the, the VAR look at it. Well, that's no, okay, that's right. no problem. 
That's yeah. our problem. That's our problem. Martinez, Martinez goes through Welbeck like a I know. into <laughs> I know. the ball. Everyone's saying it's a penalty. The commentators, everyone, the whole world saying it's a penalty. And the commentator, the, the, the commentator said, we, we can actually, we're listening, we can hear what they're saying. And they said it's okay. It's a, it's because it's Old Trafford. And yeah. they, it's ridiculous. They, they, they should have been 3 0 up at that point after scoring a penalty. And then yeah. it goes to 2 1 because of a handball goal. <laughs> that was bizarre as well. That was bizarre. Goaded. I'm sorry. Because, again, the commentator says, oh, the rules change. Because it, because from last, if it was, if that happened last year, last season, it would be ruled out. Because he's obviously, he's telling you, he's deliberately done it. He's moved his arm in a deliberate way to push that ball in that direction. If he doesn't, if he doesn't do that, that goal doesn't happen. But, end of the day, it's a handball then. He's deliberately, mm. no matter what you say about it leading to a direct goal or not, he has deliberately done something, done an actual way. It's hit his arm as a handball and it's led to, he's gained an advantage from it. So yeah. we're, see, we're going to see all season now things like that occasionally pop up because it's got it's been gotten away. And occasionally, once in a blue moon, probably an Arsenal game, we will get we get pulled up on it. I guarantee yeah. it. I guarantee it because again, yeah, again, the inconsistencies of this league. No, exactly. It's, oh, totally it's, oh, what's his name? Um, it's, it's his last season as well. The top uh, top honcho, knobhead. Whatever his name now. Mike Riley. Mike Riley, that's it. It's his last season, isn't it? So he's, he's, he wants yeah. to go out of the fucking bang by the looks of it because he's changed all the rules again. And the controversy, even with the sis, <laughs> with video assistant help, we're getting clangers. It's, it is mm. like when they when they forced this through in the end, the VAR system, it was like, well, you've called for it, but we're still going to be controversial and cause controversy to add to drama for people to come and watch it still. So yeah. what was the point? You may as well just left it as it was. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm going to move on to the other question so we can make sure we yeah, get in if we can. Um, I'll come back to your other one in a second, Victoria. Um, but I'm going to move on to the one from Shane. Shane Curtin, thank you very much for sending it in. So do Tommy and Tierney come back in when fully fit? He thinks so. Uh, I, I mean, let me just. I think Tilly's got a fight. I think uh, this is only my personal opinion. I would definitely bring back in Tierney and move. Um, uh, bloody hell, help Zinchenko. me out. Second. Thank you. You know what our brain's like nowadays. <laughs> I move Zinchenko further forward so he, he's in the Xhaka role. And it, I mean, you know, you get all those Xhaka lovers, and I, I've been very much complimentary with Xhaka the last couple of seasons. I think he's had a really good time. He's played he played well again, you know, against Crystal Palace. Yeah. It, is a, it is a problem that he's always in trouble because of his name. Mm. Um, but I would I would drop him to the bench and I'd put Zinchenko in the position that he's playing in. That's what I would do, because I, th- I just think Tierney offers us that, that little bit of extra on that side of defence. And... For all his amazing qualities with Zinchenko on the ball, which of which there are many, he's fantastic. I, love, I absolutely love him. But the ball is easy to put over his head for you know mm. the opposition winger to attack that space. And we're going to see that a lot this season if he carries on playing left-back all the time. In my opinion, he's not the strongest in defence. Um, he's on the pitch to keep the ball, defend 
defend by keeping the ball. I think that's the mantra. Mm. But when we are defending and on the back foot, he can be got at. And I think Tierney offers a lot more strength in that aspect. But I would never leave Zinchenko out this side whenever possible. So I would let him move up one and have Tierney behind him. But um, regarding Tommy Asu, I, I have to say that at the moment, as it stands, he is the better right back than Ben White. As well, more of a yeah, specific right back. Yeah. I would I would also have Tommy Asu, but I think it'd be a bit more of a rotational thing because I think in some games we could play play the back three really yeah. really well with White, Saliba and Gabriel. I think that's an incredible back three. Mm. And with the teams that are at the bottom of the table who with all due respect, we should be spanking. I think we should spank them this time <laughs> and go for it and, and actually play <laughs> a back three and really attack them like we have been doing it and during pre-season. I think we need, we can't, we shouldn't sort of try and nullify other teams. We should really force our game on them. Like I've said for so many years, you've heard that from me so many times. But I think with this team that we've got now, I think we're much more suited to doing that. So I, I would definitely... Um, in those games, play a back three. But in the in the tougher games, um, the games where we are going to be on the back foot a bit more, I would I would probably play a fit Tomiyasu ahead of Ben White. Which you know I, I'm, I've gone past caring now. I, I want what's best for Arsenal, and I love Ben White, and I don't think he did anything really wrong. Uh, he put a couple of passes astray in the first half, and I think that made people think, know, yeah. But apart from that, I think he had a great game. You mentioned it. I won't going to go over it again, but I think he had a really good game against Zaha, keeping him quiet. Mm. I don't think he did much wrong at all. And I really like him as a player, very, very much so. So it's nothing against him. But for the strength of the back back line, I would I would play Tommy and I would play Tierney, personally. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, Tommy Asu is straight in. If he's fully fit and he's not going to break away like biscuits, like Big Dixon puts it, then, yeah, bring him in, mean back in. And if, as you say, for certain games, like the, the, the lesser teams and ones that will be struggling this season down the, down the bottom end of the table, home and away, put, go go three centre-backs and put the wing-backs in and basically just go for the, go for the kill, basically. Because we've got the Arsenal now, pardon the pun, to go and do an absolute no-mercy 5-0 thumping on a, regular, on a regular basis against them sort of teams now. If we have a fully fit team, obviously touch wood because mm. of the World Cup. Um, Zenchenko, again, depend because obviously we again he knows Arteta knows and the, the club know the plans. The main plans are when they've got a fully fit Tierney and all that, so they, they know what their plans are for Zenchenko. Zenchenko wouldn't have come from City to Arsenal just to be another squad player and sit on the bench because he was just doing that sitting. He's winning, he's getting tired of crying that out. So I do think, like you say. There's a there's a plan for him when Tierney comes back, as in as a first a starting eleven player still. Hmm. And I don't I don't mind the way they play him, mid, wing midfield. I think it's more likely going to be in the midfield a long time pass. Eh? And have Xhaka as the rotational score player for the season, occasionally coming in off the bench or cut, or occasionally starting at the occasional game here and there. He's a really strong player to have on the bench, Granit Xhaka. Yeah, to come on, come on in times of need. He'd be a great player to still have around. 
I'm not an advocate anymore. Uh, that's the best thing I can yeah. say about him. I'm not an advocate anymore of getting rid of him and moving on from Xhaka. I'm quite happy to have him around because he's been a good player for us recently. And he continues to be a good player for us and an important player. Um, but I just think you know, the, the, the type of football we're going to be moved, we have moved towards really suits Zinchenko more than him. Mm. You know, and it's not it's not a slight on Xhaka that we move away from him more gradually. Well, it's like a, it's a natural thing to happen, you know, over a certain period of time. Exactly. With all due respect as well, Xhaka's, what, he's 29, 30 now? He's, he's pushing the wrong side of 30, put it that way. His mm. career's going to come to end at some point, so we need to prepare ourselves for the eventuality of him either retiring or moving on at some point. And Zinchenko's, what, 23, 25, give or take, I haven't bought his age was now. But even 25. longevity, so it's, it's the perfect time now to just have that transitional period, bringing him in, making him the regular fixture, that part of that pivot alongside Partey now, that's what it was. And, um, and just easing out playing in terms of making it more making it more seamless and comfortable. So when he, if he does move on next year or retire, whenever, whatever, it, it doesn't have that after the immediate effect of yeah, playing. He's now going to play that position, but he's not played there for God knows how long. Whereas he's going to hope, hit and hope, basically. Whereas yeah. doing what I've just said before, and in terms of transitional, putting him in now and putting Granite on the bench, for example, and rotating every now and then, it makes that it makes it a lot easier to, to well, not not just easier, but but when it does happen, there'll be there'll be no after effect when Granite goes. In that sense, we won't have the Drop off in performance in the in the midfield because the, the yeah, bond exactly. already been built. Yeah, yeah, and I think another. I mean, it's not it's something we can discuss another time. But I also think Miguel Aziz is moving into being ready for a place in our team at some point as a number six as well. I think he's looking brilliant. Um, played exceptionally well again, scoring another goal against uh, Man United at the weekend. Yesterday, I think it was. Um, mm. Three one win, yeah. and uh, Marquinhos scored one and made one as well at the same time, which is really good to see. Um, but I think by well this season, I think he's ready for a Europa League place, Miguel Aziz yeah. and Carabao Cup. And by next season, he could well be another one of our midfield options. For every game in our Premier League as well, I mean, he could save us a, a, an absolute load of money by say, stopping us having to go out and buy one. Exactly. And also, would we'll Patino come back by then as well? Yeah, again, this and this is why you have academies, Chelsea, so you can actually a Man City, so you can actually develop players, see if they work, if they are worthy of a of a chance of breaking a team, not just the occasion of one player. And it, it saves you money down the line. I know, obviously, them teams I just met, well, Man City, more so, have got the money to, to throw at a wall. Chelsea, not so much. Their heads are what they're going for, our talent. That left me off during the summer, but that's another matter of another show. But, again, we're famous. We're, we've got a reputation for literally bringing in youngsters, building them up, building them up and bringing them through. Mm. Even before my time. Absolutely. We're just, we're, I'm happy, as an Arsenal fan, that we're bringing that back now. After, yeah, we went through, we went through that, that stage where it was just sort of recruiting for the we'd occasionally get the old player in from the academy like Kieran Gibbs, Wilshires, etc. 
or Chesney. But literally, apart from that, it was all what was going out buying the talent. Whereas now we yeah. can actually still buy talent, don't get me wrong. But we, in certain positions, if we've got someone capable of coming in from our academy and breaking through and, be, and being able to hold their own in the league and other, and other competitions as well, it saves, as you say, it saves us so much money. And they love the club. They, they want the best for the club, these players. Yeah. They're not here as a mercenary or anything like that. They're, no. they're desperate to succeed as well. So, yeah, you can't beat a good you know, academy player coming through and actually making it. It's, it's really special. But um, another question for Victoria. I'm going to answer yours next, Tom, and then yours after that. Russ, any more that uh, please put, stick them in the, the live chat? But Victoria also asked... If you watched the All or Nothing video, which I did, um, mm -hmm. did it change or confirm your views on the Cronkies? Great question. Great question. I I have um, spoken about the Cronkies a few times over the last few weeks and months, and I'm of the mindset at the moment now that they are... There's very little to complain about. I have to be completely honest with you and say mm. exactly how I feel, which I always do. We had the issue with them over the Super League. That's going to take a while to sort of really get get away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard, but set that aside just for one moment. Since they have taken over in 2018, I think the club is 100% going in the right direction. They made some wrong appointments, mm. which can happen in any, any business. Mm. They were slow to correct those wrong appointments. Um, but they did. They've corrected them. And now they've got the right people in, in place, we can see we're really going places. Mm. So we've consistently been the biggest spenders, like last summer we were, across Europe. I think this season we're on that track as well, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, probably not the biggest spender, but right up there we'll, we'll end up being uh, and it's not all about the money it's it's about how they're spending it now as well and they're spending it wisely because they've got the right people in place mainly but they are making it available and um i think we could have a hell of a lot worse owners to be perfectly honest i think they're gonna have to go a long way to make us all love them <laughs> as owners that's good yeah. that's for sure and some people will never change their mind about them, no matter what we do. We can go with the Champions League. They'll still fly a plane over the stadium saying Cronky's out. You know, there's some play, people like that, always will be. But I have to say, at the moment, I'm, I'm content with them. I think that's the best word. I'm, I'm very content with them. And the all or nothing, I don't know whether it sort of um, made me feel even, you know, any better towards them, but it, I think it did confirmed that they are a bit more interested you know the the fact that you know josh was there and he was you know talking to you know the jury's out on whether he truly loves the club i think six, I, heard amy, I, heard, I heard amy lawrence sorry just say that sorry. he does love the club because she, obviously she's had the mm. pleasure of meeting him a few times and she, she openly said on the handbrake off podcast he does love the club and i'll take her word on that because there's no one that mm. loves Arsenal than Amy Lawrence as well, really, if you, if you yeah. ever or a reader. I think she's great. So I trust I'll take her word for that. But I, mm. I'm, I'm content with them. I really am. I mean, what's your thoughts about it all? 
in terms of in terms of us the the owner, I think we've only seen Josh obviously in terms of for what, what I mean, the first episode he popped up in, and obviously mm. he went back to do other because he's got other uh, stuff to do as well. But again, we've got we've got six more episodes to go. Again, we do know at some point Arteta does fly out to the state, so assuming there's cameras there for that as well. But you say since they dropped the 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 thing, what's really done them that made things a lot harder for them to get the fans on side is that Super League, the debacle. If that if that hadn't come along, if we had if they if they hadn't brought our drug dog club's name through that. I think things would be a lot easier for them now. Mm. But they uh, they went down that route. And because it, 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 it is acknowledged as well, the process and all the way the fans are and all that. And it was good to hear again, in terms of Josh Cronkey anyway, recognizing, yeah, we took over and we haven't really fully taken up, we only fully took over in 2018. We've made some mistakes like any other business, like you just said. I think the biggest mistake, as I say, was that Super League. You know, but it's, 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 the key thing he said, we, we learn from that. We learn from that. We've got to fight. And we, since, yeah. since then, we've got to say, well, from what we are seeing in terms of before this document, I'm not saying about the documentary, I'm talking about in general, things are improving. We are, we're, we're hiring the right people to do the right jobs in the right roles. We're not just hiring anyone for, any, for the sake of it. And our recruitment, like you've just mentioned, and other people mentioned you know, throughout the summer, is second to none, probably the best in the, not just the league, but in Europe, because we have a plan. Mm. We saw it, I think it was episode, again, episode one as well. Edu, Vinay, and Josh sit down in the boardroom, and they, and Edu was there, fronting, it, fronting the meeting, saying, This is our plan, this is what we've got, this is who we're looking to loan out, da, 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 da. we've just had so and so come in. We need a couple more players here, then. These are the gaps we need to sort of fill. The other guy had just arrived in that day, actually, when um, they're having that meeting, actually. But he's like, there was other positions that, because they had, like, this is who we've got, and they had them in the positions they play, and he's like, and the other. Saliba was in the court, far corner, they have a ball because he's going out, he's out on loan. But they have a plan. It's not just, there's a, a blueprint, there's a, and we're following it. It's not like initially, there's one plan, and then six months later, we're tearing it up. Then we brought someone else along, tore that up. Then Don Raul got found out, got rid of him, and started again. We're actually now, it's, a, it's been going well, two, two summers now, a whole year now, this plan has been in motion. And it's benefiting us. I'm seeing now on social media videos that have been made on something like, like TikTok, TikTok and all that, getting shown by my brother and all that. Rival fans are making videos saying, let's. All jokes aside here, this team scares me. Mm. This team should scare you. Yeah. I, I love that. And again, that, yeah, as definitely. Fan, like yourself, I fucking love that. I, I love that the fact that rival, there are rival fans out there now having that fear again. Yeah. They're showing, showing us respect now and saying that, no, this is a serious team coming. If we ain't careful, they could blow us out the water. Yeah, and Victoria made a massive, brilliant point here on the screen. I think the biggest mistake was saying we don't want the legacy fans. Yeah, that's the most. Uh, yeah, completely slipped oh, my mind. Yeah. Completely right, Victoria. That really, really was a mistake. And running a, a hunting channel, she's put on there as well, which yeah, I have to say, I, I didn't actually know that. 
I, I've never read that. I, I didn't actually know that, Victoria. That's new to me. But if that, yeah, that, that obviously that's the case, that's, that is a yeah, disgrace. That, well. that, well, that came out not long after they came for owners. But that came, yeah. that came out there. That, uh, Stan owns a, a shit, basically a majority, majority shares in a channel that's uh, animal hunting, basically. I don't know if it's still yeah, the case now, but at the time it was. This is a few years yeah, ago. That's, that's obviously disgusting as well. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, that was a big, big error. And I completely slipped my mind earlier when I, when you said that. But thank you for reminding me about that, about the legacy fans thing as well. That was a problem, mm. uh, to say the least. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, let's say it, it seems to be going in the right direction. As I say, I'm content with their ownership. I'm not like mm. running and shouting from the rooftops about how wonderful they are or anything like that. I just think it's going in the right direction at the moment. Let's move on to the next question, which uh, is from Tom. Thank you very much, Tom. He said, Andrew, what are your thoughts on the fans who couldn't be bothered to turn up to the Emirates last season, but now we are on the roll. The same fans from last season can't get a ticket for love nor money. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, a, that's a problem. I mean, I, I really like what the, the club did about um, the empty seat problem. Uh, yeah. Because we, we do sell out every week and we all got laughed at as a club saying that the official attendance was 60-odd thousand, whatever, you know, when you could easily clearly see there was thousands of empty seats because mm. people didn't bother turning up. And I'm pleased the club have done something about that by saying, I can't remember the exact numbers, but if you don't turn up to so many games, your season, season ticket... Season, you know, membership and all that, yeah. That's great. And... I like that. And I mean, even at the um, Emirates Cup, it was a sellout um, from mm. what I heard. And no one could get tickets for that just before the game. They left it too late. I heard a lot of people on Twitter mm. saying that. They expected it to be be able to get tickets last minute and they couldn't. But I looked around and there were still loads of empty seats. Not Mainly, like, the, upper you know, Mainly the upper tier, though. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was. I mean, that's yeah. where I got my ticket. And um, I just still think, it's, why have you done, you know, just... Just sell it on if you're not going to go. And it does annoy me, that, that aspect of the game, because I think a sell-out game should be a sell-out game. And if you can't go last minute, it needs to be easier um, to transfer that ticket to someone else. So it is annoying. Um, people who have season tickets think it's their God-given right to turn up when when and where they like because they pay for the seat anyway. I don't. I don't like that. I mean, I think you need, do need to give some kind of commitment to actually attending the games that you've paid for, and if you cannot, then you have to, you have to resell it on, because I, I know that it's, it's hard to police because if you can't go last minute, you can't go last minute, and the club ain't going to know that you aren't going to turn up. So what mm. do you do in that aspect? But there must be some way around it, some way of being able to, to do that, to, to set it on very with very little notice. Because it, it just... We're well, not telling me these people, these people that are buying tickets are not turning up. They haven't got friends or friends or, fa or family members that would like to go to a game. Yeah. But very really go to a game or haven't been in for a while but would like to go for a day out. You can't tell me that's not the case. It's just... I think so. Well, there's pretty... There's a, there's a there's a way around. There's got to be a way around it to stop this. But yeah, because um, just touching it briefly, 
North London, the women's North London derby. The whole, the whole, apparently from what we're hearing, the whole lower tier is now sold out to the point where they're opening up the upper tier now. And they've right. opened up the now a few blocks in the North Bank now. I'll be disappointed because I'm going myself. I'll be disappointed if, if, if it gets to a point where we've sold uh, all the all the stands open, all the all the blocks open up for it, upper tier as well. So and it's 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 touted as a sellout, a complete sellout, record, potential record-breaking attendance for WSL. I will be disappointed if I get there and I see empty seats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it, um, is, in terms of sorry, in terms of the WSL, that what's happened in the last obviously this time last week that we've mentioned it last week on my channel. It was it's groundbreaking and it's good to see that 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 sub, the sudden spike in interest is there. That obviously people aren't wanting to spend a few quid. It is a few quid for a ticket now for for that Northland derby. It's not. Not expensive, it's because it's just because it's Tottenham. I think I've paid myself six pounds for my ticket, but for, um, which again, in the grand scheme of things, is nothing. It gets people interested. We said this, it's got to be a scheme in place, and they've got they've got to do. And it's not just at Arsenal. This is at everyone in the WSL that's involved in WSL and wins football that has these these stadiums. When they do bring them over, like when they do sort of integrate them over to the Emirates or Stamford Bridge, etc., don't. Do do more than just say we've moved, we've moved, just going to the end. This fix, this fixture Arsenal versus, for example, Chelsea is at the Emirates, and that and that be it. You've got to do more than that. You've really got to promote it, not just online, but within your local community. Put incentives out there. For example, all the local schools for and not just and don't just single out girls and all that. All the kids, boys, girls, ex- whatever, go out to these local schools and give it and put, give to the schools X amount of tickets for free. Mm. Get yeah, exactly. For every for every every student, every kid that takes one, they get an extra one for they take the to come with their parent mm. or guardian, respectively. It gets them in through the door. Then obviously with that, you're getting people in the shop buying more merchandise. In the actual concourse area, buying food and drink, as long as they're not taking the mick there. Um, but also getting used to go. Make a proper day of it. Yeah, exactly. It just becomes the norm to go to a ladies' game then as well. And it gets yeah. into a habit and you realise how good it is and the, what the atmosphere is like. And it becomes a habit. And then, like we said before, I think last week, maybe then you can start increasing the ticket prices gradually so that the, the, the ladies' game get the, the prices that they deserve, you know, for, yeah. for going to one of those games, for the quality of them. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, got some more comments here about it. All the ticket exchanges open an hour before kickoff. 90% know they can't make it at 8 o'clock that morning, says Tom. I just totally agree. And Colonel said, um, just quickly put it on the screen. Tickets tout, still get loads of tickets. I used to get tickets through my red membership. My dad comes up, gets 30 quid ticket, and it's happened three times, sat in the middle tier, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I just really hope that it goes goes better this season, that we have far, far less empty seats. And Tom said he's in block 32 for the North London Derby for the WSL. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I hope you enjoy it. I'm up the other end. I'm in the uh, I'm in the North Bank Block Four. Brilliant. 
Yeah. And WSL games are great at the Emirates, says Tom, which is absolutely bang on. Um, also, also, we're getting sorry just to finish it off. From my my from my perspective here, in terms of getting these putting free tickets out to the the local school kids and all that, like for the mum, for it from themselves and a parent or guardian for the day, they get to see firsthand as well the players and how they interact art before and after the games. Hmm. Going around the entire stadium, like the dog at Doherty and all that. Yeah, get your photo um, with him, have a chat to him. with him, sign autographs, etc. Anything or, vi- or a video selfie, whatever you want. They're more yeah. than happy, they're more, they're more than lean. They're so flexible, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. And you've got European cap- European winning captain, Leah Williamson, tournament to- player of the tournament and golden boot winner, Beth Mead at Arsenal. Come on, what more incentive do you need? Exactly. <laughs> And Vivian exactly. Meadham, obviously. Yeah, and Raffaele, who won the, the um, Copa yeah. America. To Captain Third side to the Copa America as well. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Uh, more more signings, actually. That's what I want. Um, but yeah, yeah. Now, now, got, now we've actually got Nikita out the door. I do want more signings, please. Yeah, and Tobin. Tobin's gone as well. Tobin's gone, so you went early on. But we do need more signings now to bulk our squad out. Definitely. Now, I'm going to move on to the last two or three questions before we call it a night. Uh, coming up to the hour mark, Russ said, do you think we target a new right-back before the end of the window? Which I think is yeah. um, an interesting question. For me, I, no. It's a simple answer. I, I think we've got Tommy Astor obviously won't fit, but then also we've got um, Ben White. Saliba can also play right-back. And then we've also got Cedric as well. Um and whatever you say, Cedric, he's he's a half decent uh, player. If he if he has to play a handful of games, he did us a good job last season in, in quite a lot of games. Wasn't great in all of them, but <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah. I think we've got four options there. So I don't, I can't see why we would target any right back. Russ, personally, no. I mean, have you got a quick answer to that question? Yeah, same as you. No, we've got we've got plenty to cover. If we yeah. Have- I- much bigger, bigger fish to fry than another right back, in my yeah, I opinion. Think, I think, our, in terms of what we need and probably looking at, it's probably another central midfielder, maybe from Leicester, maybe or or Leon, one of the two, and a and a, and a, 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 a white winger that we can, uh, that Arteta can rely on to help lighten the load on Saka throughout the yeah. season. Yeah, I'd say the same. Sorry, because if, we, if sorry, if we don't get the right winger in to back to sort of take, take the load off Saka, we're, we're pushing it as we pushed it as it was with, with no European football last year. We've got a World Cup and European football to contend with this season. If we don't you see, I maintain that. Say that we we'll get run into the ground and get injured. It'll be a yeah, big I, mean, I maintain that my thoughts that Vieira will get quite a bit of time there. Possible, but you've got, you've got all to ease him in, isn't it? You've got to want to ease him in the cups and all that first off, isn't well, it? That, that's the way of easing him in, though, isn't it? Just to give him yeah. 30 minutes to give, to give Saka a bit of a rest at the end of games and so on. And I can see that happening. And we've got no sign of Nicolas Pepe going anywhere at the minute. So he's. It was an option on Friday, and they didn't get picked. Yeah, exactly. Nelson, the option, didn't get picked. Nelson, Nelson as well. So we have to see. We have to see what happens there. Uh, but thanks for the question, Russ and Shane. Curtin has said, "Can you see 
uh, Emil Smith-Rowe progress this year. He's a shy lad. Does he have the fire to fight for a spot? I definitely think he has, Shane. Mm. I really do. I don't think he's asked. Cut him through the middle. He bleeds Arsenal. and He's like a stick of rock. He's got Arsenal right through him. I think Mm. he would do anything to get back in that team and fight for his place. He may well be quite a, a shy lad, but get him on the pitch. He's anything but, in my opinion. Um, I think he's definitely got the fight. I think he's absolutely really frustrated that he can't start the season yet. Um, and I think as soon as, he, as soon as he comes back, we'll we'll see the old Smith Rowe again. I think he's a far... I mean, if you watch the All or Nothing documentary again, you just remind you what a key integral player he was for Arsenal right mm. the way from the previous season, if you remember, obviously, the, the Christmas before that. Boxing Day onwards, yeah. How important he is. And I think it's so easy to be out of sight and out of mind um, as a footballer sometimes. You forget how good these players are and how important they were to the team. It was important enough for us to give him a brand new contract and the number 10 shirt. He's not going anywhere and he'll try and fight his way back into this side by hook or by crook, in my opinion. Uh, well, Do you think anything different? Yeah, in terms of his shyness and all that, we see it. In the, we, I know it's filmed last year, but we do see it in a documentary. It's like the one-on-one with Albert, and Albert's like, "No, speak up. I don't want you. To, I want you to tell me exactly what you're seeing. We can work together and improve this, that, and the other." Mm. I honestly think, yeah, it's, it costs at the fire to to fight for his spot, to be fight for his place at the club and all that. Not just at the club, but in, for his his spot in the squad. Because of the five subs and all that, he's got, of course he's got that fire in his belly. As you say, he bleeds the club. There's, they touch on it. He's, he's been at the club. He broke. He came through at fifteen. They're showing the clips when he was fifteen, doing things at fifteen that no other fifteen-year-old will do, football-wise, with the talent he has. And I think, I think with certain signings we've made as well, they could bring more out of him in character, in terms of his character, in terms of his shyness. I think I think they can put it, they can integrate with him in terms of do that social be social with him off the pitch and all that. That'll benefit him as well because obviously that'll bring more out of him in terms of being less shy and all that and actually being more vocal. And that's a, if you went, again that's what I was touching on earlier about the uh, loans thing with Smith at Huddersfield. I said I said I'm not loaning you I'm loaning you out not just to get the game time but I don't care about I don't care about your football because I. I your talent is unbelievable. I've got no doubt you'll you'll make it at the club. I want mm. to see what you're like in the dressing room. And clearly, he did he did prove something because I tell you, clearly heard back right things because he's yeah. not been known that since he's broke through. Exactly. Yeah, I've got no key, doubt. He was our second highest goal scorer last season. Yeah, people like I said, it's easy to forget when when they're out of sight. They are out of mind, like I said before, and they, you, it's easy to forget just how good they were at that point. Uh, but he's so, still such a young player that um, I've got every every faith in him mm. to break back into the side. Um, and I think the last question, um, it's, it's, it's a good one. So, Victoria, talking of planes, that one that flew over Sellers Park, thoughts? 
Now, we, I, we to. can't go into too much detail on this, but just a quick one, really. I'm not, I'm not going to talk, go into the story or anything like that because we've, 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 we've explained. We'll be all day and plus we'll get, we'll get done from live. Or yeah, but also, the thing I can't understand about that is why that person or how that person got that made in the first place because it's just honestly who, who the person that took that job on to make that sign needs to long hard look at themselves because it's 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 against all of these sort of the, the actual thing that's going on all the court case and everything you shouldn't you can't say things like that <laughs> you just can't do it you can't be associated with it but this is this is the thing it's not even, none of the none of these alleged Again, we've got to say it because there's nothing, nothing's been taken forward no. yet. Before you. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to go into the details of the but story. They haven't but... gone to court yet. They're still doing their investigations. That as their own, the police have confirmed it themselves. They, do, they are investigating, but nothing's gone any further than that. One of them's yeah. been dropped out of the three. But I said this last week over on the, uh, the Q&A we did last week on my channel at the end. Just let the, can everyone just stop, relax? I know it's it's frustrating. If it if it turns out it, said person has done what has been alleged, then we cross we cross that bridge and we come to it, and he gets it gets what he deserves. But let the police do their job. We and see what happens. Mm. We just got, we just exactly. all, that's all we got to do. Exactly, and it, well, obviously it was a Tottenham fan that got it sorted. Shock over there. The, the yeah. irony, they've got one in their books. But yeah, it was ridiculous, Victoria, to answer your question. And I can't believe the person who was uh, asked to make the sign actually went ahead and made it because uh, it's just, uh, just stupid. Yeah, it's such a bit of added, added on to that from my point of view is with what tweets were going out a couple last week and whatever from said person, I'm not going to go into it all. I think that's mm. that added fuel to the fire, which then yeah. led to what happened on Friday. Yeah, exactly. in my opinion, my opinion, shoot me down, but it's my opinion. Uh, Tom says, Jesus, I didn't see that. You can't do that. I was literally it was in the group chat, and the group chat was going, Have you seen, you've seen this? And obviously, as we yeah. saw in the group chat, then folk, people taking photos that like, got, got all the photos yeah. basically of the plane and waves, exactly. And before. We go. There is a final round of fantasy fights from Colonel. Sorry, yes. Colonel. I did nearly forget. So thank you very, very much for reminding me, mate. Um, right. Final fantasy group fights. Lurch from Adam's family versus Oddbod. R Ryan. Ooh. Lurch. Just because he has. He'll catch you up. He can, he, he's, he's that slyness about him, where you think yeah. you think he's not going to blow any blows or do, or do yeah, you dirty fire. Bastard of a fire. He's that. What was it? What was it? If you ever watched that episode on Only Fools and Horses, where Dale Boyd's describing, not Dale Boyd, Rodney's describing how when he, when he was growing up, he's um, Dale Boy basically. You know, Decided not to go to for his go to for his his, his GCSE exams and went down the market. His dad found out eventually, and 
they got a scuff on all that. And his dad ended up in hospital because he said, "Oh, Delvo was a dirty little fire." I think that's yeah. what literally. <laughs> he, knew he, to, he knew where to grab him, what to do, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, I think that's what uh, our good friend there would uh, be like as well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Herman Munster versus Frankenstein. It's got to be her. It's got to be Frankenstein. Be Frankenstein. Yeah. Herman's, just, Herman's just an actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's a proper lovey. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, hello, darling. Herman Munster here. Yeah, exactly. Compared to compared to actual Frankenstein, there's a human side to Herman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Got to be. Uh, Got to be Frankenstein. And finally, a tag match. Dick and Dom versus the Chuckle Brothers. Chuckle Brothers all day long. I've got to confirm that the Chuckle Brothers must be prime Chuckle Brothers because at the moment there's yeah. only one of them. Oh, yeah, prime, yeah. So it's prime Chuckle Brothers versus Dick and Dom. I, I, actually, when I, my kids were younger, um, we took them to a Butlins getaway for a like a you know, in the summer holidays, and Dick and Dom were there on stage. And uh, actually, they were—they weren't the children's TV Dick and Dom, shall I say? They were. X-rated Dick and Dom. Yeah, Dick and Dom after dark, and they're actually really quite funny. So, so I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Dick and Dom after that. It was hilarious. So. Um, I'm going to say Dick and Dom just because I think they were quite funny on that that, that night. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see you now. I'm going to see the chuckle, chuckle, prime chuckle boys now. To me, to you, to me. <laughs> It'll be quite a good watch, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, they, they did, Dick and Dom used to do this um, thing on the kids' show, I think, when they had the play boxing thing. Didn't they do that thing where they had the massive boxing gloves on? I think they did, yeah. They had the big inflated, bo- inflatable boxing gloves. That was quite funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember it now, yeah. Bloody hell, going back. Bloody hell, yeah. yeah. Um, hello, we've Troy. Another, we've got another one from Mr. Bungle, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bungle and Troy, thanks for joining us. You're a bit late. We're going to finish in a bit, but um, just watch it back and give us a like. That'd be lovely. Tom, great show, guys. Work tomorrow. Stay safe. Thank you, mate. Thanks very much for all your Thank questions. You and um, Mr. Bungle, Betty Boop versus Katie Price. <laughs> much for everyone's input again you know like we said every single week there's no show without you guys putting your questions into the chat they've all been really really good tonight excellent questions again like i say getting better and better every week as each week goes past so please tune in next week subscribe to my channel subscribe to ryan's channel hit the notification button so you don't miss each show each week as it comes around because as we know as you know it alternates between one and then the other the following week and get your questions in quite early if you want to get a question answered um send them to us on twitter you know our twitter address is at mr arsenal 89 or at from dull square 
throughout the week. We can put them in early doors in next week's show. Um, so, Ryan, obviously, I've got, I'll just quickly say, I've got my show coming up on Tuesday at 7.30, which I look forward to. You've got mm-hmm. yours tomorrow, haven't you, Ryan, with yep. um, me and Greengrass? Yep, getting band back together for new season. Yeah, <laughs> nice, uh, seven, yeah like yourself, 7.30 UK time. Um, yeah, getting the band back together. And we've got a positive. We started off this season, unlike last year, on a positive. I know, brilliant. I'm looking yeah. forward to I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm getting used to this positive vibes now. I'm liking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got that. Um, my, show, my channel on Tuesday, if you're free, that'd be great. Um, and just between then and next Sunday's show, what you've got coming up? All right, I'm trying to think now. I've got to do... Got to talk to Gary because I've got to do episode three... An episode three watch along before four, uh, four, five, and six come out on Thursday for the Amazon documentary. So I'm going to probably try to fit that in Wednesday if he's available. And then obviously, then trying to think now. We play, on sat- we play on Saturday, don't we? So probably do a podcast again, like a preview podcast on Friday if you're available for that. Yeah, uh, be around the same time as tomorrow, but um, yeah, because because all that later on in the during the week and all yeah. that, confirm all that out. Yeah. Um, from the think Thursday, 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 probably do watch on for episode four or five, and then do episode six on uh, next Sunday. If Gary's available, uh, Saturday, Arsenal v Leicester watch along, and then match a day later on that later on the, in the evening, and then yeah, Sunday probably episode six watch along for the documentary, and obviously before that. Uh, before that, the next episode ten of uh, ten, yeah, it's ten, yeah, of this Q and A show that we are doing. Great, no problem. That'd be fantastic, and that'd be yeah, that'd be just the last podcast I'll do for a week next Sunday because I'll be off on holiday on the Monday morning. So that'd be good. Round off the week nicely. So thank you very much, everyone. Again, thank you for all your questions and all your interactions. Um, Keep them coming next week, um, please. And we look forward to seeing you all in the chats for the shows we've got coming up this week as well on both of our channels. So thanks again, Ryan. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And everyone, have a very good evening. Take care and up the Arsenal. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Thank you.